It wasn't pretty. It wasn't great at times, but the Hoosiers come away with a win on Saturday over Western Kentucky in what was a fun game, at least for the neutrals, for nothing else. But we have plenty to talk about today following the Hoosiers surviving and advancing. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, September 27th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, as always, bringing you your daily dose of IU Athletics news. I am your host, Jacob Rude, and what a wild ride we were put on on Saturday. Not at all how I expected that game to go. Uh, Certainly a lot of questions about the defense after that game, but hello, Michael Penix. Hello, Ty Fogel could not have returned to their 2020 form at any better time. We're going to jump into all of that. We obviously have some things to get out of the way first. First and foremost, if you have not already, please, please, please subscribe to the Locked on Hoosiers YouTube channel. We are posting things, or each episode, I should say, uh, there as well. Head on over there. Give us the same kind of love on the YouTube channel you guys have given us on the podcast. Uh, while you are subscribing to things, make sure obviously you're subscribed to our podcast as well. Uh, we're available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers on Instagram at locked on Hoosiers. Let's jump into it because there's a lot I want to talk about and I want to make sure that we try to keep this short today. For those that missed it, obviously, let me jump to that first. I always forget that, but not everybody is as wild as we are and watches all these games. 33-31, who just come away victorious on Saturday in Bowling Green. Improved a 2-2 two and two on the season. Early on, it looked like they might be running away with it a bit. Hats off to the Hilltoppers in that offense. That is a nightmare to go up against, and I'm fascinated to see how other teams handle them this season and what they what their record ends up being because that's such a unique offense that is an absolute handful to to game plan against uh, especially with just one week to do so and especially what i mean this was a trap game we kind of called it so there's a lot of things working against the hoosiers but the offense comes alive and bails out the hoosier defense kind of a role reversal uh, for what most of the season has felt like. The defense struggled against that pass-heavy air raid offense, and IU's offense itself came alive, comes away with the win. Our three big takeaways to start off with, as we always do on Monday. First one has to be that the offense got right, basically. They, they figured things out, and it starts with their two key men in Michael Penix and Ty Freifogel. Penix, that was the 2020 Michael Penix. That version, if the Hoosiers had that version of Michael Penix against Iowa and Cincinnati, specifically Cincinnati, we'd be talking about a different record right now. That Iowa game was so weird that it's hard to really take anything from it. But if the Hoosiers have that have Saturday's version of Michael Penix against Cincinnati, night and day difference. He finishes uh, with 373 yards. No interceptions, which was a massive thing. That was a huge talking point after that Cincinnati game. Looked like his old self. 
that is why we spent a whole episode talking about why you do not bench him. That game right there was a prime example. He looked fantastic. Not a coincidence that he had a ton of time to throw on a lot of his dropbacks on the night, especially early on. We'll get to that at some point, maybe today or later this week, but the offensive line performed well. Uh, but then Ty Freifogel, 10 receptions, 98 yards. We're going to talk more about both of them later on. Spoiler, they're going to be in our top players segment at the end of the podcast. But just overall, the offense got right. If you just look at the team stats and uh, what this offense did on Saturday, it, it looked a lot more like the team that we expected coming into the season and the team that uh, we saw last year, 570 yards of offense, 373 passing yards, 130 rushing yards. We talked about how much Western Kentucky struggled to stop the run. Stephen Carr was incredible on the night. Uh, what a great game from him as well, even if the stats don't – I don't think they fully bear out how good he was. Uh, he finishes with 118 yards and two touchdowns. The touchdowns probably do, but he was he was a horse on – on Saturday. So great work from both those guys on the flip side. Our second takeaway has to be that the defense, I, I mean, I wrote the defense gets it wrong. They did, but they've done, they've been so great this season that it's hard to fault them. Uh, I should be, I should say so great when fully healthy uh, or fully available because I don't, that second half against Cincinnati wasn't the full defense. And I mean, we're going to talk about Micah McFadden, who was the central point of that uh, as well. He, he was great on, on Saturday, but the defense as a whole was not for as good as I use offense was their defense was not gave up 458 yards, 365 of those passing 93 rushing backs against the wall. Most of the night they looked out of just totally out of it on their heels you could say whatever phrase you want to use they were just not in the game for most of it that being said they made some big stops some big kind of individual plays timely plays at times Taiwan Mullen had a couple big pass breakups Micah McFadden was everywhere especially early in the game and they just pieced just enough together for IU to get come away with a victory it it wasn't pretty defensively, but for how good they've been to start this season, you can afford to give them a break, especially in a game that the Hoosiers come away victorious. That was such a bizarre offense. I, I mean, we we went through the stats last Thursday uh, in Thursday's episode. You got a sense of what was going to happen, but just watching it, it's such a tough um, offense to prepare for. I thought the... Indy Star guys, uh, Dustin Derporiak and Zach Osterman, kind of made a good point where it's similar to the option where it's such a different offense to prepare for that sometimes it just catches you out. This is similar. Like the air raid offense, how quickly they get rid of the ball, how quickly they get to the line and snap it, all those things make it such a difficult offense to prepare for that, uh, especially on one week's notice sandwich between a Cincinnati and Penn State game, that's why we called this a trap game and why we had to avoid being trapped, so to speak. Uh, so defense struggled, but uh, they eventually come away victorious. We have one more talking point and then, or one more takeaway, I should say, then we'll jump to the best plays or the top three plays, maybe not best plays, but the most meaningful plays 
of the night. I want to talk to you guys about prize picks, though. Eventually, for those astute uh, listeners or people that follow along and were logging on to prize picks on Saturday, eventually the IU Western Kentucky game was on there. I saw it Saturday afternoon. It was not on there before Friday's podcast, but eventually it got up there. I have no way of proving this. The two I would have taken was Stephen Carr over 75 yards because we talked about how much Western Kentucky struggled to stop the run and Ty Freifogel over four receptions because I thought that they were going to make a point to get him the ball to get some of that confidence back. I have no way of proving that, but both those hit over. So sorry, I'm going to toot my own horn there. But for those that don't know, Price Picks is your leader in college daily fantasy sports. They offer more college props than anyone in the world. Uh, whether it's Power 5 teams or mid-major players. Prize Picks offers any prop from yardage to touchdowns. We just mentioned rushing yards, receptions, uh, whatever you guys want. All of the users that deposit and use promo and use the promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's promo code LOCKEDON, guys. There's no reason not to join now. Uh, you can pick two to five players, pick the over and under on their prop, and when up to 10 times your money or your entry, it's just you versus the numbers. Price picks also allows mixed sports entries. So if you see a baseball over or under you like and want to throw it in with some uh, IU football ones, you can do that as well. Uh, use the award-winning app both on the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code LOCKED ON or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Last point that needs to be mentioned it's kind of a catch 22 because uh, the Hoosiers, the point overall is that uh, Charles Campbell is a lifesaver. And he was. He was terrific on the night after getting his mulligan. Uh, he was incredible. But it, it was a catch-22 because a lot of the talk were that the Hoosiers weren't finishing drives. They were settling for three points, which is all true, but they also needed every one of those field goals that they settled for. And Campbell stepped up. He was incredible. 46-yarder. Uh, he hits that 37-yarder after the, I believe that, or the 46-yarder may have been the one after the, the penalty. Uh, but he was perfect. Uh, officially the whole day, 46, 37, 25, 48 yard field goals. Perfect on extra points. Absolutely huge. We mentioned him briefly in the fall camp preseason portion of the pod. Um, we talked about he, he could be an all big 10 kicker and he showed that on Saturday. He was absolutely vital to this win. I didn't want that to go um, to slip through the cracks or anything because he, he was big on the night. Three plays, I, there's so many you could have picked on the day, especially offensively with how many points there were. I picked four or three plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, the first one is a Western Kentucky play and specifically a, a decision that they made. So with uh, right at 11.42 left, Western Kentucky's facing a fourth and one on the IU 48. I would have bet my house that... Western Kentucky would go for it. It's at midfield, but the Hoosiers had struggled offensively. They punted the last two times, and 
Western Kentucky had driven from the six, from their own six yard line past midfield. Uh, they call a timeout ahead of third and 15. They get 14 yards uh, on a really good play design. And they're facing that fourth and one. And I, again, I would have bet my house they would have gone for it. And they don't. They punt it with 11.42 left, punt it down to the uh, 14-yard line. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> I I appreciate the cowardice because, honestly, it was a cowardly decision to punt that ball instead of going for it and trying to get the first down uh, because, really, the Hoosiers struggled to consistently stop Western Kentucky the whole night. Uh, ultimately, that play gave Indiana the ball for – the biggest drive of the season, maybe uh, our next play came in that drive. So the third play of that drive, the Hoosiers had a negative run and a incomplete pass third and 12 at their own 12, 10 46 left in previous years under previous offensive coordinators. Uh, they might've just run the ball and tried to play the field advantage or field position game. This time they throw it. Penix finds Hendershot for a terrific uh, on a terrific route, terrific throw, 20 yards on third down. Hoosiers were great on third down on the night, 11 of 18. Uh, that play really calmed the nerves, I thought, and really got the Hoosiers in a groove. Uh, they started really moving the ball after that and uh, getting the ball upfield. The drive ended up being 14 plays, 86 yards, ends in that touchdown from Carr. Uh, he scored it with six er, – the drive lasted six minutes and 19 seconds. All of it was possible because of that Hendershot 20-yard catch on third down. He's not going to be in our top player section, but he absolutely deserves kudos. And this is why Jared and I were so upset after he struggled early in the year. When he's a big part of this passing game, they are a different kind of animal, and he very much was so on Saturday. Final play to note was if, the, if that drive, the previous drive we mentioned was the biggest drive, by far the biggest play of the night came on third and eight uh, with a minute 55 left. The Hoosiers had run the ball twice, forced Western Kentucky into timeouts. Facing a third and eight at their own 37, I watched this game with Jared, who usually appears on the podcast on Tuesdays uh, because I'm flying back uh, this week. He won't be on until Thursday, but I watched the game at his place and we had a we had a debate whether IU would throw it to go for the first down, would run the ball to either for I, I believe they actually had one more timeout. So to force them to use the timeout or uh, eat into the clock, and ultimately they throw the ball, Penix to Fry Fogel, gets the first down, biggest play of the night, sealed the game. Ultimately, considering how that night went, uh, Penix to Fry Fogel was the most trusted duo. Uh, on the field for the Hoosiers. It was a thrill to see that connection back, uh, even for just one game. Hopefully it's something that will last. But considering the DJ Matthews injury, which I don't know that we'll be able to cover today, that looks pretty serious, sounds pretty serious, based on Tom Allen's quotes after the game. I would be surprised if he's not done for the year, which is brutal because he was having a terrific start to the season was huge in that Cincinnati game but now we need Fry Fogel more than ever so it was a great time to get him back on track on Saturday 
We've talked a lot about our three, uh, a lot of players. There's a lot of guys who had really big games. We're going to try to whittle it down to three players for our final segment. Uh, but it, it'll be tough because so many guys had so many great games. I've already taken a look at the pro football focus grades. They're much prettier this week. We'll talk about those later in the week in detail, but they're much prettier than this week than they were last week. Before we jump into our top players, as most of you or some of you know, if you listened last week, I am in uh, Los Angeles and I was not prepared for how much of a walking city this was uh, as I, I don't do a ton of walking, as many of you can tell if you've watched on YouTube. Uh, but fortunately, right before I left, I did use Sweatblock, who is one of the sponsors of today's show. I haven't had to worry about sweaty armpits, anything like that throughout. For those who do not know what Sweatblock is, the Sweatblock are antiperspirant wipes that are doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Simply apply them before you go to bed at night, uh, fall asleep, wake up the next morning, shower, you're set. They're, they last for seven days. Dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. I've tried it many times before. It worked in Indiana in the humidity. It worked in California in the dry heat. It's been a terrific thing to find and, and use. Uh, it's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show. It's been an Amazon bestseller. It's been uh, over 13,000 reviews on Amazon. It's a terrific product, guys. Uh, if you guys are interested in it, head on over to sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on to get 20% off. That is 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Also, got to talk about our friends at Built Bar. I, I don't care if it's a controversial opinion to like cookies and cream, I still love them. Uh, but they, those guys have nine delicious flavors. Anything you guys can want, whether it's coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, everything you could ask for. Not only are they tasty, they're healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130, 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. You got some amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. No reason not to head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 today to get 15% off your first order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Whittling this down to three guys was not easy. First one was actually a little obvious. You have to get some, give some flowers to Michael Penix for his performance on Saturday. He did not have a passing touchdown. He did not have an interception, though. He had a rushing touchdown, a goal line Sneak, I guess, he, as he kind of lunged over the line. Finishes 35 of 53, 373 yards. Still left a couple on the table because his receivers, again, dropped a couple. Even Freifogel, for how good he was on the day, uh, dropped a couple. So an, an incredible performance from him. Career high in completions. First, uh, I believe, 300-yard game since the Ohio State game. Uh, again, looked like him old, looked like his old self. Could not come at a better time as the Hoosiers head into Big Ten play. Also, the other offensive player we're going to talk about, obvious again, Ty Freifogel. We mentioned ten receptions, ninety-eight yards on the night. Did not have obviously a passing touchdown. It was when he was targeted that was 
And when he came up with those catches, that was really important. On third downs, he was targeted seven times, five receptions, 53 yards. Each of those was a first down, those receptions. On fourth down, he was targeted once for a reception and seven yards. That's for a first down. That's six receptions, 60 yards on third and fourth down. Very clearly when Penix needed to make a completion, it was uh, Freifogel he was targeting. He answered the bell on Saturday. A couple other offensive players that deserve some shout-outs. We mentioned Hendershot, seven receptions, 100 yards. Miles Marshall uh, stepped up. We talked about the need for him to do so. Uh, Five receptions, 64 yards. Somebody's going to have to fill that DJ Matthews void. Marshall could be one of them. Jacoby Hubert had four catches for 41 yards. Um, ultimately, a whole bunch of guys caught passes, but uh, it'll be interesting to see who kind of steps into that role. Stephen Carr, we mentioned 25 carries, 818 yards, two touchdowns. Probably deserved to be on this list. Again, absolutely incredible running from him on the night. Uh, what a what a huge performance from him. But our last spot is going to go to Micah McFadden because he was he was everywhere. He made up for lost time. He had an extra half of rest over everyone else, and he looked like it in that first half. Finishes with 12 tackles. I believe eight, maybe nine of those were in the first half. He was an absolute monster. One tackle for loss for nine yards, which was a sack, uh, a pass breakup. He was in the backfield all night. There were more than a couple plays where – he didn't get the tackle, but forced the running back to go either inside or outside where he had help. Uh, just an absolute menace. Anytime there was a big play, uh, Micah McFadden was around. I There was some question coming into the season. Uh, I think I actually said Taiwan Mullen was the best defensive player on this team through four games. It's Micah McFadden by far. Even though Taiwan Mullen had a really, really good game, on Saturday and had some really timely pass breakups, three of them in total on the night uh, for a secondary that got kind of toasted on the night. They went, they had a ton of injuries, which is very much something to monitor, but uh, they struggled on the night, but timely plays as a defense did all night. That'll do it for our kind of instant analysis and recap of this game. It's going to be a little bit of a weird week to start the week because I'm traveling back home for from my vacation. So not sure when I will be when Tuesday show will go up. It might be a little late, but uh, we will have a crossover episode with Locked on Penn State on Thursday. Jared will be with us for Friday's episode. We're going to talk about the offense, how important it was to get back on track, and what this team could look like with a fully healthy offense and a fully healthy or fully kind of 100% offense and defense because we haven't seen it yet. We're going to have to see it if they're going to challenge Penn State on Saturday. It's, it's the Big Ten's here. That's fun. We have a lot to talk about. It, it's it's a win. It's Big Ten season coming up and a primetime game for the Hoosiers. Fun times all around. Thanks for missing, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen. Head on over to the Locked on Big Ten podcast after this for your second listen to get all caught up as we head into conference play. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you guys listen. 
While you're there, be sure to check out the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They have you covered with everything. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Have a great Monday, folks, and L-E-O.